Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets God, Guides, and Contentment. I want to thank you all for listening to this series entitled God Guide You. This is part four of this seven part series. If you haven't already, feel free to listen to parts one through three, where I covered how God guides us in discernment, follow through in truth. And now I'm targeting in on God guiding us in contentment. I looked up the definition of contentment, and it means the state of being satisfied. And over the years, I've heard several individuals share what it means to be content. And what I gathered is contentment is when one is satisfied with what they have and where they are. It doesn't mean that a person doesn't have goals. It doesn't mean that a person is just going to stay stagnant, stuck, and they're not trying to move towards something better. Or they're not trying to go and achieve higher heights and greater levels and be around better people. But in that moment and time where God has that person, where God led that person, they are content. As I just stated, contentment is being satisfied with where God has a person. It doesn't mean that they're not going to advance But in that particular moment, in that particular time, they are content, they're satisfied, knowing that God is going to take care of them. Contentment is not an individual leaving the covering of God, rejecting the guidance of God, running away from God's best to go do their own thing. That is not contentment. Contentment is an individual remaining under the covering of God, even though it's difficult, accepting and receiving the guidance of God, even though it's an obstacle and a challenge, and running to God and running towards God's best, even if it means they have to put their own desires and things aside, even if it's just for a time, doesn't mean it's going to be forever, but just doing what God commanded them to do and being content, being satisfied that, okay, God, I have to surrender. I have to let go. I have to trust you. I have to believe, even though things seem out of whack, nothing's making sense. I'm uncomfortable, but I'm satisfied that you are taking care of me and you know what's best for me. I'm not leaning on my own understanding. I'm leaning on your understanding because you're going to make my path straight. Our aim is to never leave the protection of God, seeking other things that bring all types of problems. We don't want to do that. And for anybody who's done it, I've done it. You go outside of God's will, his plan, his protection and provision for your life. There are consequences associated with that. It doesn't mean that you are cast off. He's going to reject you and abandon you. But we still have to live out our consequences or the consequences. That's why it's best to just remain content. So when God promotes, when God delivers, when God says, okay, this is the next step, we walk accordingly. 
I believe it's the waiting game that messes some people up. Waiting for so long and it looks like everybody around you is receiving and getting the very thing you're waiting for. When we're not content, no matter what you're waiting for, if we're not content, we can make some rash decisions and we have to pay for those decisions later on down the line. While we are waiting, God knows how to guide us in contentment. God guides us to be satisfied in what we have and what we are doing each and every day of our lives. He can guide us in contentment. God can guide us in contentment, especially when we start saying thank you to him and expressing our gratitude to him when we see or find out about what he protected us from and how all things are indeed working together for our good. An essential target is to get rid of and dismiss the anxiousness that comes when one starts getting their eyes off of the contentment of God and they start fixating their eyes, fixating their thoughts, fixating their actions, fixating their motives on acquiring stuff, acquiring things out of season, acquiring things outside of God's plan. God could have wanted to do something better for them, but when a person wants what they want outside of God's timing, There's no telling what they will do to obtain those desires. And most often, they do things that lead to so many other issues. When we allow God to guide us in contentment, we are really saying thank you to God for what he's doing and how he's doing things in our lives and how he's leading us and guiding us every day, every step of the way. Philippians, the fourth chapter in the sixth through the seventh verse states, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, this is a promise from God, but this promise is conditional on what we do. Will we live in contentment? Will we allow God to guide us in contentment? Or will we live in anxiety, worry, and fear? Now, I just read Philippians, the fourth chapter in the sixth through the seventh verse. But when you go down to the 11th chapter through the 13th verse, this is what it says. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Just listening to those passages of scripture, we understand for those who've heard it before, this is a well-known, well, those are well-known scriptures, well-known verses. But when a person really understands what those verses mean, 
they can respond just like Paul did. The individual who wrote this, Paul was a disciple. He was a determined follower of Jesus Christ. He was an apostle. And he went through so many trials. He started off as a person who was going against anything dealing with Jesus. He was the one locking believers up. He was silencing anyone who believed in Jesus, anyone who taught about Jesus, anyone who lived a lifestyle pleasing to God, declaring that Jesus is Lord. If Paul heard about that and he was able to get them, those people were dealt with and they were abused. But one day, as Paul was on his way to commit his dastardly deeds, Jesus met him on the road. And Jesus changed his life. Paul at the time, his name was Saul. But Paul had this encounter with Jesus like no other. And for those who want to read about that experience, you can find it in the book of Acts. It's the ninth chapter. You might want to read the entire ninth chapter of Acts in its entirety. But Paul, he was living a loud and reckless life. He was really wrecking his own life. And he was trying to wreck the lives of God's chosen people. But God saw this and he loved Paul enough to change the trajectory of his life. Jesus intervened on this path that Paul was going. Jesus came in, intervened, and let Paul know that you're not persecuting the people. You're really persecuting me. And Paul met Jesus, and Jesus changed his life. Jesus loved him. Jesus forgave him. Jesus gave him a mission to carry out. Paul had a purpose to follow, and he went from persecutor to professor and proclaimer of the faith. And as you read about Paul, you will discover that some people didn't believe his relationship with Jesus was real. They wanted him to prove if the relationship was real or not. They watched him. They turned their back on him. They were so fixated on who he used to be and they wanted to define him by his past. But he boldly let people know that his life was changed despite what other individuals thought. He continued running after Jesus. He begins going to churches. He begins leading churches. He begins teaching at churches. He's encouraging people. He's encouraging individuals who are determined followers of Jesus Christ. He's teaching them the word of God. He's proclaiming that Jesus Christ is Lord. But throughout that journey of following Jesus, Paul went through some great times. And then he went through some times when people start persecuting him. So he started to feel what that felt like. The things he was doing to people came full circle on him. He was experiencing the very harsh treatment he was inflicting on other believers, and it didn't feel good. There were times he had where he was without. There were times where he had more than enough. There were times when people supported him, and there were times when he was rejected. There were times when people helped him, and there were times when people told him no. Paul experienced times when people wanted to be on his team to carry out this God-given mission. 
And then he experienced times when people told him they didn't want to be a part of his team. They didn't believe in his team. His team had no value. But through it all, and through all of Paul's experiences, he sought God. He aimed towards the target of living a life that pleased God. And he lets us know that he learned the key. After all he's gone through, after all he went through, after all he experienced, good, bad, and ugly, he learned what it meant to really live a life of contentment in the midst of trials and triumphs. And the secret to contentment is being satisfied, remaining in peace and at rest with where God has you at that present moment. No matter what's going on in you, what's going on around you, what's going on above you or beneath you, God grants supernatural peace to be content. But contentment is something that is learned. Never forget that. You have to learn contentment. You have to train yourself to be content. You have to intentionally practice contentment because the body, the flesh, the mind, the world, circumstances want you to cry out and complain, go off, get anxious, step outside of God's covering to go satisfy what was presented before you. Sometimes things are not even your desires. They're just distractions made to look like, this is what you want, this is what you want, and then you get it, you're like, I didn't even want this. This is not even fulfilling. This is fake. When one is really guided in God honoring contentment, they have to go against the current. They have to. Because it's easy to complain about everything and everybody. But it is a secret skill to be content satisfied through the trials, satisfied through the challenges, satisfied through the victories, the great times and the obstacles. I am not saying that people are satisfied when they go through hard times. I'm saying there's something that you can be grateful for. Maybe it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Maybe God granted you favor with people, even though it was tough. Maybe God granted you some insight where you learn something in this trying time and this obstacle that will help you in the future or somebody that you know and love. We can be satisfied. We can be content with where we are. It doesn't mean that we don't have desires to go and get something else. Contentment does not cancel out your next appointed promotion, target, or the desires of your heart. Contentment is remaining in peace and at rest that, okay, God, I'm here. I might not like it, but I'm satisfied that you're taking care of me until I get to the next level. As you allow God to guide you in contentment, God is the one providing you strength, peace, and protection. Contentment means, as Paul expressed, being satisfied, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Contentment is depending on God and thanking Him for His provision and providence in our lives. It's serious. 
there are times when people do not eat. They do not have. They cannot go get. They don't have the resources. They don't have the support. They just don't have. But God is letting us know, even when we don't have, he can still guide us in contentment. And then, there are times when people, they do have. They are full. They're eating so much, they're gaining weight, they have so much. They're living in plenty, abundance. They have everything they want. They can go get. They can go spend. They do have the resources. They have it. But God is letting us know also, you might have it. You might be living in the world of plenty right now. You have plenty of everything. You are lacking nothing that you want. Even in that, it is of extreme importance to allow God to guide you in contentment. Because being content is not always about going through hard times. There are a lot of people who are not content and they live in the land of plenty. And the same issues, same consequences apply. They want more. That's not fulfilling. Contentment is serious. It's serious. One thing we can do as we thank God and allow God to guide us in contentment we can't thank God for pre-arranging things beforehand and for the carrying out of his purposes with the hope and assurance that no matter in what state we're in good or bad challenging or victory God will work everything together for our good as I said earlier this takes work in order for a person to be content it takes work it's not a, oh, I'm content. I, I'm, I'm always content. <laughs> I just live in contentment. No, contentment is something God guides us through as we trust him, as we believe him, as we thank him, as we depend on him, as we rely on him, as we exercise our faith in what he says, knowing that he will follow through with his word. And you heard the latter part of that verse that I believe you've seen and heard several times. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Well, that strength comes from one exercising contentment in where God has them, in what God has given them, in the promises of God, even when they don't see them. Strength comes from the hope that God will come all the way through for them. So we know Paul was guided in the contentment of Christ. But there are other individuals in the word of God who were guided in contentment also. Another example of individuals guided in the contentment of God, in the contentment of Christ, were the disciples of Jesus. They, like Paul, were disciples, some were apostles of Jesus Christ, but they walked with Jesus, they talked with Jesus, and they did what Christ commanded them to do. And I want to look at or read Luke the ninth chapter in the first through the sixth verse. And I encourage you to read that also. But let me read that real quick. 
Summoning the twelve, he gave them power and authority over all the demons and to heal diseases. Then he sent them to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Take nothing for the road, he told them. No staff, no traveling bag, no bread, no money, and don't take an extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there and leave from there. If they do not welcome you, when you leave that town, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and traveled from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing everywhere. So you just heard it. If you read it, you saw it. But you hear what Jesus told them to do. You hear what Jesus gave them. Jesus gave them power and authority to complete things in his name. Jesus told them what to do. But in the doing, he was also guiding them in contentment. You know, it can be overwhelming and a person can be uncertain when they have to do all these tasks that God wants them to complete. But when we start thinking about how much something will cost what you have, how you're going to complete this task. You start thinking about what you don't have, what you need to get, how will you get it. You have all this stuff to do anyway. I mean, how will all this fit into your car? How will you transport this? Oh, my goodness, how will I even get a car? How will I even get a ride? Man, I need new clothes to do this because I want to look good while I'm doing this. I need to spend some money, but I don't have any money. Uh, how am I going to eat? I need money for food. Do I do this or do I take care of my family? God, I know you told me to do something, but me and my family are struggling. God, you want me to complete this task, but the people who I thought were going to support me, they've walked away. And some of the people who I thought were going to support me, I had to walk away from them. God, are you sure? Am I supposed to do this? I mean, what if people... Don't even listen to me. You told me to go talk to these people. You told me to go do X, Y, and Z. But what if people don't even receive me? What if people don't even receive you? What will happen, Lord? But Jesus, just like he's telling us, he told these disciples, go do what I told you to do because I'm the one guiding you in contentment. Don't focus on what you don't have. You have everything in me. And as Jesus is guiding you in contentment, the Holy Spirit is reminding you of Matthew, the sixth chapter in the 33rd verse that states, but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. That promise or those promises from God, they all deal with or they pinpoint and target in on contentment. Jesus lets us know, just like he did the disciples, don't worry about your clothes. Don't worry about what you have and what you don't have. Don't worry about your luggage. Be content with what I provide. Don't worry about bread and don't worry about money. Be content with what I give you. Be content that I will always have and I will always come through in providing for you. I will always come through in provision. Don't worry if people will receive you. Be content that you're walking 
in the providence and obedience of God. God has already prepared a place for you because he called you. God will never leave you stranded. I think the only time that we are stranded is when we stray away from his covering. We get outside of his plan. We do things our way. We don't want to be guided in contentment. We don't want to be guided in truth. We don't want to be guided in follow through. We don't want to be guided in discernment. We want to be guided by our own thoughts, our own understanding. And it's not equivalent to God because God knows where he's leading us and where he's calling us and where he wants us to go. When we get outside of his plan, what he has set up, then we're stranded. We are in the wilderness. We're in places we shouldn't be. We're in foreign lands, foreign environments, foreign atmospheres, with foreign people doing foreign things, living foreign ways, and consuming foreign food. And the food is foreign because the individual who is stranded because they strayed away from the covering of God, they aren't supposed to be eating that. God did not design their body to be able to ingest and break down that foreign element. So now they just try to quench their thirst and quench their appetite or satisfy their appetite with foreign substances. Aim to live. In God-honoring contentment, you might not know exactly how long you have to wait for something. You might not understand why you're in the situation you're in. It might be uncomfortable. But trust God because he's the one who is making your path straight. You have some individuals who are in relationships with people and they have to or they're in a situation where they are practicing God-honoring contentment but it doesn't look like God-honoring contentment because of what they're used to. So they interpret waiting as some form of neglect or rejection. They interpret doing things God's way is they're not taking chances. They're not in charge. They're not in control. And they step outside of God honoring contentment. Individuals step outside of contentment with their finances. As I stated earlier, relationships, their career, family decisions, their food choices, and believe it or not, people can step outside of God honoring contentment in the very thing God called them to do. God told them to go complete a task. They have an assignment that they need to complete, and they're thinking, okay, man, God told me to do this. I'm going to go do what God said, but since they don't see the results that they want to see in the time frame that they want to see them, They step outside of God honoring contentment. I'm supposed to have so many views by now. People should be calling me by now.
I'm supposed to be on top by now. Oh, people not receiving me. This is for God. I mean, this is this. You see how Satan can come in, the very thing that you're doing for God, and get somebody focused on pride, taking them away from contentment? Where they start to look at the wrong thing, even though it's a God thing? It's not a game out here. That's why one must be intentional on allowing God to guide them in contentment. Jesus is calling us and telling us to proclaim his word. He's telling us to encourage his people, to live out the word, and to do what the word of God says, just like he told the disciples. Jesus told the disciples that, and he's telling us that because we are disciples too. We are in a relationship with Jesus too. God guides us to do hard things, but he is with us. God guides us to be content and satisfied to supply all of our needs, to supply the support we need. And even when people don't support us and they reject the word, the nature and will and blessings of God, God guides us in contentment to confidently shake the dust off of our feet and walk away and continue walking in faith and contentment with what God told us to do, even when people reject us. A scripture I would like to leave you with is the one we went over earlier, and that is Philippians, the fourth chapter in the 11th through the 13th verse. This is what it says. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. After listening to that and pondering on that promise from God, aim to never forget that God guides you in contentment as you intentionally practice thanksgiving, gratitude, and understanding that God is providing for you and promoting you through life. Trust God because your intentional contentment in Him yields God-honoring strength. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to download the God Guide You Bible Study. And on the site, you can grab some apparel aimed to inspire and remind you that God is the one guiding you. Connect with me on Instagram at Aim Towards the Target and on the YouVersion Bible app where you can download, subscribe, and complete a variety of Bible devotionals. Continue walking in God's guidance of contentment today. Peace and God bless.